0: Our enemies are at our gates. Our enemies are through our gates. But worry not, my children. We are protected by more than simple steel. More than concrete. We are protected by our faith and by those who are willing to sacrifice everything for us. We will survive this. We always survive.
1: Welcome to Risk Management, an actual play tabletop podcast taking place in a science fiction universe um, with killer robots and blood cults. Uh, I'm Steve Spaulding, and as always, I am here with my co-host,
0: Jess Kinghorn. That's me.
1: And uh, we're going to do plugs really quickly. For my plug, I'm going to recommend Infomocracy by Malka Older. And it's kind of a cool book. It's a book about a near future where instead of having countries, you have these kind of like micro governments and people vote on them through the internet. And there's this organization called The Information and they kind of collect all of the information from online and kind of organize it and distill it so that people have a better idea of what they're voting for. Um, I won't tell you anything about the plot, but I will say that it's really fast-paced, it's a lot of fun, and it's worth a read. It's a pretty short read. So yeah, that's what I'm going to recommend. How about
0: you? Ooh, a short read. Uh, Are we talking, like, more than a novella, or,
1: like... It's a, it's a short novel, like I feel like okay. it's, a kind of, it's not only a short novel, but it's like a short easy-to-read novel, so I feel like uh. in like two good afternoons you could probably finish it.
0: Right, I might actually load that up on my Kindle when I get a chance, that sounds really good. Yeah, no, it's okay. great. Um, right. So, uh, honestly, I don't have a really good plug. All I've been doing in terms of watching stuff, I've just been tearing through the, like, the YouTube channel Nightmind. I don't know why. I'm just in the mood for someone to explain alternate reality games to me for an hour at a time. So that's what I've been doing. I don't really have a good plug. But if you want to read, if you want to read a magazine, if you want to read a bookazine, please buy the one that I write for, which is Official PlayStation Magazine. You can get it from myfavoritemagazines.co.uk. And, uh, yeah. It's a really good magazine. <laughs> you heard it from me.
1: <laughs> Most definitely. All right. As for summaries, I'm going to leave it at this. Caro is nearly dead. Um, she has yep. one health because she had a run in with um, Helen Doyle and Ambrosia Hunter. So that was exciting. Um, she also doesn't remember a large part of the first part of her day. Yep. <laughs> and she stopped some <laughs> drones, I think. That was pretty exciting. And now she's kind of crawling back to her room, bloody and injured. So that's where Caro's at right now. And Anders uh, just stabbed a guy in the throat. So he's not, he's doing a little bit better. He's in the lobby with Sunday Grant, who has been like really kicking a bunch of butt recently and there's a number of people in caricatured robot masks and capes who are flying drones around the lobby. Um, The three that, um, the ones that we are really concerned about right now are the ones that Anders is walking towards, which are three guys who are about to beat up our android friend, Kevin. Uh, Additionally, there is a man with a sword on his back who has wandered into the lobby, and there is a giant, weird, robotic chimera heading towards the lobby as well. So all in all, this is um, a really bad situation we find ourselves in. So let's...
0: Super bad.
1: <laughs> let me kind of take it from the top and I will paint us a word picture and we'll get this thing started. all right, if you were to zoom the camera way, way out and look outside of the messenger's compound, what you would see is Millsack and in their sort of full black body armor. And they are now wandering through the edges of this protest, like taking people by the hand and leading them away. And if they are not being led away voluntarily, they are being handcuffed and set to the side. The process is very, very slow and very methodical, and it's pretty clear that they are only interested in taking the ones that aren't likely to have giant evil robots in their possession. MILSEC is an organization designed more to show that they're keeping the peace than to actually keep the peace. They're good for for press briefings and media streams and things like that, but when push comes to shove, they're not that excited about getting killed. If you were to pan that camera over, you would see about five or six members of Humanity's Last Stand clustered together with their little arm cuff computers, like, controlling the giant robot Chimera beast thing like it was some kind of Power Rangers, um, Megazord. (laughs) So they're all kind of in on it, and they're all kind of like steely-eyed staring at their cuffs, and they seem very, very excited about what's about to come. And this giant robot, which I would say is probably four meters tall, um, like 12, 13 feet tall, and is carrying a giant metal baseball bat kind of thing. Like you can think of it like a little like a nem like a nemesis from the Resident Evil series, but made of like metal that they've kind of like fast welded together and sort of like stitched together out of like hatred and bad intentions. So it's rapidly making its way through the broken parts of the gate towards the lobby. And there are people there, and they are giving it a wide berth. Um, <laughs> speaking of the lobby, what's going on inside of the lobby? If we were to move our camera there.
0: Okay, right. So let me remember all the players we have collected here. Uh, Mechton Boyle, he's by the lift, passed out alongside with uh, another uh, gentleman wearing, who was wearing a cape. And uh, Nekton had a crowning moment of awesome and uh, basically punched him out. So there's two unconscious people by the left.
1: Actually, uh, I, I hate to interrupt, but I have to give no, An- no, it. enough. I have to give, give it Anders credit. Remember that Nekton was having a fight and doing okay, but then Anders commandeered the drone and sort of yes, <laughs> like zapped him with the commandeered d- drone to <laughs> to rescue poor Nekton. But continue. Credit Sorry.
0: where credit is due. <laughs> um okay so that's the lift situation trying to kind of separate all the group, like all the groups i'm imagining on the other side of the lobby and trying to separate them out because there's a lot of people so sunday grant and kieran they have entered the fray in a big way so there was a large group of protesters that had made their way into the lobby uh, as we covered last time five of them were like Really believed in why they were there, uh, but there was kind of like a group of—I uh, think we agreed—like less than ten people who are a bit, you know, there for the show. But let's just say they're uh, making motions to exit this scene, <laughs> uh, hopefully not pursued by a bear. But so, um, one of the really five steadfast, I'm not moving. I'm, I'm here to be a big damn hero, kind of guys. One of them has been completely laid out by Sunday Grant. They got into a very loud argument and it got violent very quickly, so he's out of the game. Uh, But there are four left who are very much in the game. Two are setting on uh, Sunday Grant, and then the other two have not yet directly intervened, but they might do. We're not sure what they're going to do, but they're on on the outskirts of this... uh, Kerfuffle, <laughs> for lack of a better term.
1: So, there is at least one drone who's kind of hovering above the lobby right now, and it is being controlled by one of the two people, one of the two humanity last stand guys who are sort of like milling about the lobby unmolested, and it is firing non lethal bolts of electricity and focused sound waves into the crowd, making things all the more chaotic. And Anders is currently walking towards the other three Humanity Last Stand guys who are about to get a jump on Kevin. So I think that's what the lobby looks like right now. Oh yeah, there's a guy with a sword on his back in a leather jacket. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, don't forget that guy. (laughs) Yeah, he's sort of
1: standing around in the lobby and we'll see what he does soon. So before we get to the lobby, let's turn our attention back to Caro briefly. So where's she at right now?
0: Okay, so after her altercation with uh, Helen Doyle, her face is in pieces. She has one single point of health for company, and she has, after after a brief non-violent encounter with Ambrosia Hunter, she has decided it is best to crawl back very slowly very cautiously to her room and hunker down there so she is currently in her dorm room uh she's she's not made it onto like the bed or anything she is just in the middle of her room on the floor feeling a little bit sad about life which is totally justified giving her
1: circumstances the tablet that she has rings
0: oh god okay right is there a front facing camera on this tablet
1: oh yeah definitely
0: she covers that up oh okay <laughs> she- she covers that up with whatever she has to hand, whether it's like a little bit of like non-bloodied bit of her robot, she just covers it up with a thumb, but she answers.
1: Caro, might I ask why you're covering up the camera?
0: She kind of chokes out that uh she's in not in a presentable state and that uh Really, she's doing him a favor by covering up the camera because she doesn't look so great right now,
1: so obviously, this is this is Luca, yes, <laughs> well, I've been watching your progress, and I'm very interested to have a bit of a discussion with you. So if you could meet me in my office, um, that would be fantastic.
0: um, she kind of just coughs. what well, now? And, like, I think she spits out a tooth or something. She's like, at the back of her mind, it's like, well, I didn't like that tooth much anyway.
1: Yes, now would be. Just come downstairs, please.
0: All right. I might be a bit slow, but I'll be there. Uh, she might spits out a little bit of blood and ends the call. Um, so yeah, nothing left to do. <laughs> Crawl downstairs, I guess. Because uh, she do- she doesn't want to find out if, like... Luca also has military training and hunts her down, like that's, that's mm, she doesn't want to just completely like, blow off this invitation, this is, that's, yeah.
1: So as soon as you step outside, you see-
0: Oh, she's crawling!
1: <laughs> as soon as you crawl outside, you see Kelvin waiting for you.
0: Oh god. Hello. Hi. You do not look well. I'm not. Deep. Do you need help? Depends what kind you're offering. Or she, like, spits out another tooth or something.
1: Mr. Rojas sent me down here to assist you. He felt that you might need some assistance.
0: He felt right. Um, So she kind of, like, using a combination of the support of, like, the wall and uh, Kelvin, she kind of crawls up the wall to a standing position and leans heavily uh, (laughs) on the person before her.
1: And Kelvin kind of very, very, a little bit awkwardly, but like very gently leads you towards the elevator and he has one of the, the gold key cards and he runs it over the lock and you enter the elevator and he sort of looks over to you. What happened to you?
0: I really don't want to talk about it, uh, but I'm fine. That seems fair. Thanks for understanding, buddy. I try to be understanding. And you, you, you
1: succeed! He, he hits the button that will take you down one level towards um, <coughs> the wreck area, and he, he looks over. Things have sure become chaotic. Uh huh. Do you think we're going to make it out of this?
0: I'm, I'm just trying to focus on the next five seconds, let alone the five minutes. Okay. Well, if you need anything, please let me know. You got it. Stay and safe. the
1: elevator door opens and he kind of trots towards the door to Luca's office, the one you usually go to, not the one on the 6th floor obviously, and he he kind of pats you on the shoulder and kind of dusts you off a little bit and he he looks over. "Cheers. I'm going to
0: go back to my room." I think that's probably the safest, but I think so
1: as well. And and he looks a little bit down and then he turns <laughs> and he kind of like totters off back towards the elevator. So you're standing at Luca's door. What do you do?
0: I guess she's kind of clinging to the door frame at this point for support. She's not feeling great, Uh, but yeah, she knocks and she goes, "It's
1: me." Luca actually, you hear the door unlock, which is unusual. Usually, Luca keeps his door open, and eh, I don't. I won't have you roll for it. Like the lock is substantial. (laughs) Like <laughs> uh, it God. definitely does not seem like, like the kind of like locks you've heard when, when other biometrics get set off. This is a pretty significant lock and the door swings open and Luca is sitting behind his desk and the room is laid out as usual with pictures of, of his family and etc etc.
0: Um, Kara says something along the lines of, told you it wasn't presentable before entering Beyond the office. like
1: a disaster. Thank Why you. don't you take a seat?
0: much obliged
1: and Luca has uh, Luca seems to be looking between a computer and his tablet and his sort of like eyes both his like bionic eye and his normal eye are kind of like darting back and forth he seems to be processing information like relatively quickly or at the very least looking at multiple streams of information at the same time so I have a few questions for you and I would prefer if you didn't lie to me right? wonderful what was miss doyle after
0: a journalist
1: interesting and who is that journalist
0: i don't know who she thinks it is but she's trying to find someone like edith russell
1: interesting and he looks at you in that way that he always looks at you when he feels like he's sort of staring through you (laughs)
0: I just hope he doesn't like launch himself over the desk and start punching me in the face
1: (laughs) I asked you not to lie to me but maybe that was asking too much and honestly I don't have time to deal with this right now so your position is you have no idea who the journalist is
0: I don't know who Helen Doyle is looking for
1: interesting way to phrase that answer moving on the data you downloaded may I see it you downloaded data from some of the drones earlier today. Can, yeah. uh, can I see it?
0: Uh, From a cursory get gla- glance, it looks like a paparazzi sent the drones, but yeah, I can get that data to you.
1: Right. And he's sort of waiting. Um, so remember the data is on your phone.
0: <laughs> oh, Crap. Uh, I should have said something along the lines of Oh yes, and I leave all the technology in the room You,
1: you could have said that That is a thing you could have said
0: <laughs> That is a thing I could have said uh, It's It's uh, s- s- all my stuff in my room
1: Of course it is, <sighs> is your, So what's your plan here, Kara? Is your plan just to Lie to me and hope that I don't Do what Miss Doyle Did to you
0: I'd rather not get punched in the face again today.
1: Have you seen what's happening downstairs?
0: I've seen bits of it.
1: Those... men and women down there, the one, ones in the mask, have you, masks, have you seen them?
0: Not up close. Well,
1: yes. They I don't know what you think of us, and I'm sure it's nothing great, but I will tell you as a fact that they are far worse than anyone in this building. Okay. And if you do not help me find that reporter, things are not going to go well for anyone. Right. So, so he sort of like sits there and he's kind of waiting for for you to say something. Do you, do you tell him anything?
0: Just sit with the (laughs) silence. Sitting with the silence, you know Like, he might start talking, I don't want to talk over him Like, he ha- might have more to say
1: <laughs> Your friend Is going to die
0: Oh, well, I'm not so sure about that
1: He, he lets out an exasperated sigh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I try and play my characters As frustrating as possible
1: Here's what I know You were talking to a woman Before you met Mr. Whale for reasons that I'm only partially clear on, I don't know who that woman is. And given the, where we are right now, there are only a few reasons that could be, which means that that woman is quite dangerous. I am going to assume that that woman is the reporter that Mr. Doyle is looking for. And since you've spoken to her, I am going to assume you know who she is.
0: Well, I'd love to help you, but... I don't remember a lot of my morning and, uh, being- being around the head. (laughs) I don't remember- I- I don't know if I blacked out, I don't remember. I- there are patches in my memory, uh, throughout today. I can get you that data. Uh, With Helen Doyle, I- I- I just know I was punched in the face a whole lot, and there are bits of my face that are broken, and bits of my memory that might also be broken.
1: (sighs) Fine. Here's what I ask of you. Do not speak of this to anyone. Do not speak...
0: Oh, which bit? Just all of it? Don't speak of of the woman.
1: Don't speak of what Miss Doyle did to you.
0: I'll try my best, and she kind of gestures vaguely to her face.
1: If anyone asks you, you were attacked by those animals downstairs. Do you understand me? Yes. Now, where's my keycard?
0: Your keycard? Well... I have Helen Doyle's keycard. I no longer have yours. I was in the lift going downstairs to, turns out, talk to Helen Doyle. And then when I left the lift, I no longer had the keycard. I told this to Helen. She graciously gave me hers. So that is the keycard I now have. I do not know where this keycard is. The one that you gave me, I do not know where that is now.
1: It's very rare that you've seen Luca loses composure but oh, God, Luca's no. eyes just sort of flash <laughs> and he looks at you and he's like He lost one of those key cards is that what you're trying to tell me
0: yes and she kind of looks so deflated right now she is fully expecting to be punched in the face and you
1: have no <laughs> idea where it is is that what you were trying to tell me
0: that is correct
1: well then, I guess this changes things.
0: I suppose you're going it does. to find
1: that key card.
0: I suppose I am, which means
1: that we need to get you patched up.
0: Oh, oh God!
1: He he, sort of hits a button on his tablet, and the door opens, and Sylvester is outside.
0: Oh, goody! Hey, Caro.
1: how are you doing today?
0: Do you want an honest answer or a...
1: Honesty's always the best policy. I've I've come to.
0: Give you both, not great. How are you?
1: I've been better. But things seem to be under control so far.
0: Fair enough!
1: Is there something I can do for you, Luca? Yes. Caro needs to be patched up. Right now? Yeah, okay. I think we can handle that. He looks you over. Someone really did a number on you, didn't they? Not making too many friends around here, are you? And it's very rare that Sylvester laughs, but he kind of chuckles there.
0: Ooh, is it kind of, like, in the same sort of sense of humour as, uh, the other guy we spoke to who tried to get me to go near a red door by any chance, is it kind of in a similar vein to Yeah! That?
1: It's like, humorless. it's an almost humourless chuckle. It's, it seems almost, like, stitched on at this point. Mm. So, I'm going to assume that we don't have much time. So maybe we should be on our way, Carol?
0: All right. Where are we going? The infirmary?
1: No, I don't think you want to go there.
0: I'd rather not.
1: We're going to go back to the lab.
0: All right. Well, you won't dilly-dally. And she kind of like really belaboredly like eases herself out of the chair. Everything hurts. And uh, <laughs> she tries to walk kind of straight, but um she's struggling.
1: You know, it is interesting. I never expected you to be one of the people who would make a sacrifice like this for us.
0: I'm not even gonna pick that apart, can we just do this?
1: (laughs) Caro, Luca calls over to you as you're leaving. Yep. If you come back here without your card, what Mr. Doyle did to you-
0: We'll pale in comparison, I get it, I get it, you'll get your card.
1: As long as we understand each other.
0: Oh, we understand each other perfectly clear.
1: And Sylvester sort of looks over his shoulder at Luca and kind of like shakes his head in sort of a bemused <laughs> fashion, and then kind of pulls you. It's like,
0: oh, you guys!
1: <laughs> pulls you out of the room and kind of walks with you towards uh, the the hallway leading towards the research area. He's not such a bad guy when you get to know him.
0: Oh, you mean when he's not making threats. Yeah, I I imagine. Imagine he tells you all about his kids.
1: And he sort of, like, as soon as you say that, like, Sylvester's face sort of drops and his eyes go sort of, like, dead. And he just starts walking ahead of you. (laughs)
0: Let's
1: go. No time to waste. All right. (laughs) All right, let's turn our camera back. What are the so Anders is across from Helen's desk, and I and you told me that I think last time you said that the three um, humanity's last stand guys were were on the other side of that desk, kind of menacing Kevin. Like, what does he see?
0: Well, uh, uh, what does Anders see, or what does Kevin see? Sorry. Uh,
1: what does the scene look like?
0: Okay, so, uh, three the three uh individuals from humanity's last stand. Okay, so you've got. One directly in front of the desk, and you've got the other two kind of working uh, their way around the desk in a sort of pincer movement towards the android. I think what I said last time was they get to like, I mean, these guys don't think of like android as and they don't think of androids as ever possibly being anywhere near to people. But it does kind of seem like they're trying to stimulate some kind of fear response from this android or get as close to that as possible, which is uh pretty messed up. So, yes. uh, These guys are not wearing capes. (laughs) Um, These guys are not wearing capes. They seem a bit more dressed for the occasion, so to speak. Uh, So, like, maybe there's some, like, military surplus uh, gear in there. Maybe there's some, like, arm guards and pads and things. Maybe there's something in the realm of body armor, maybe not super heavy or anything, but like enough that would allow for uh, an extended range of mobility. Um, these guys, in a, in a few words, seem to know what they're doing uh, in a way that you haven't seen from this particular group before.
1: Can you roll a 1d10 for me?
0: Oh, okay! <laughs> We're doing that now, okay! I got a 2!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, a 2 or a 10?
0: A two. So oh,
1: exciting! Ah. Um, the two guys—not the ones—not the guy who is bleeding out and the one who's helping him—but the two guys who are unaccounted for.
0: Oh, those guys!
1: Begin walking towards the elevator.
0: Oh crap! Okay.
1: Um, and that's happening. And Anders looks over his shoulder, and instead he turns his attention back to these three.
0: I kind of expected as much.
1: All right, I'm gonna say this once because this day has gotten really. Really frustrating really quickly, leave the Android alone and go on your way.
0: They're not listening to you like you're not even on their radar. they're continuing with what they're doing without breaking a step
1: okay, so have they have they hurt Kevin yet?
0: not yet
1: Kevin Kevin's like,
0: <laughs> hey guys what i I'm, I'm sorry what, what do you want from me? They haven't said a word yet
1: oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> So there's one guy in front of the desk right now, right?
0: There's one guy directly in front of the desk, but he's kind of like... As you're looking at him, he just sort of clambers up and he's standing on the desk. Like, that's gonna leave bootmarks on Helen Doyle's desk. And he's kind of staring down at the android. He's not acknowledging Anders, like, at all.
1: Do you guys... do you talk? Like... <laughs> is this supposed to be intimidating because it's really, really stupid?
0: The guy on the desk, like, looks down at you. Looks you in the eye and then just looks back at the android?
1: Is his back turned to me?
0: Um, y- basically, yeah.
1: Anders. Yeah, let's do a takedown. <laughs> Anders is going to try to oh, physically okay. rip this guy off of the desk and smash his face into the into <laughs> set desk.
0: All right, let me. I actually have the documents already open so I can quickly, she says. <laughs> there we go, t- takedowns. Okay,
1: so actually, let me let me make this a grace roll instead of a, a strength roll. Um, sure. Anders is gonna pull his okay. knife out, and he is going to hamstring this dude. <laughs> so, so
0: nice. Uh, classic. <laughs> yeah, no, this guy. Uh, when I said that he he knows what he's doing, I meant it. Uh... Excellent,
1: excellent. I'm so excited. so, so What's going this on? is
0: gonna be difficult i'm afraid basically uh the kind of story i had or like the germ of a story i had for this particular character is that he has has seen military service and uh actually knows what he's doing maybe not so much in this kind of situation but like yeah this guy is uh he's not the guy wearing the capes (laughs) i can tell you that much so i'm gonna say 13
1: please oh man okay cool Oh, exciting! Really. All right, I got a 12.
0: Ooh, that's a near miss. Right. Let me just look up success I like I like to always like look at the documentation just to make sure I'm being fair. Da-da-da-da-da. Where is it? Near hit. The action doesn't succeed as expected, but something useful might come of it. So you're trying you're trying to hamstring this guy. Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right, I'm just I'm playing I'm playing out a couple of scenarios in my head to try and figure out how I can fulfill the near hit. Okay, so you do attack him, and I guess you would like maybe cut the fabric on like his pant leg. Yeah, definitely. But like, he is so quick, he grabs your arm, but he loses his balance, and he's back on the same kind of level as you, but he doesn't fall so much as like gracefully descend.
1: <laughs> okay, so now we're kind of grappling with one another
0: yeah like he's grabbed your wrist like like you did manage to kind of cut the clothing but you didn't like get as far as actually cutting too deeply into the flesh so like this guy still has like that leg but um yeah like you're you're on the same footing now he's not standing and staring down at you
1: okay cool and he's wearing a mask right
0: uh yes and the other
1: two guys are they just still kind of moving
0: what you've drawn their attention now they're still kind of like boxing in uh kevin but now they're kind of looking like oh this is a situation that is developing uh and they are looking at your direction but they haven't done anything in particular yet
1: kevin is slinking away but as soon as he sees anders he's like oh no Uh, let let him go let him go
0: so, so one of the guys kind of uh, just slams Kevin into the wall. Mm, and he, when, okay. Yeah, they just kind of like, and it's like he doesn't even look at Kevin as he does it. It's just wham!
1: Kevin hits the wall and kind of like collapses, but not because oh no I'm unconscious because Kevin's an android. It's more like yeah yeah like I can't believe that happened. Right. And he's sort of like trying to like reset himself.
0: Oh, I feel so bad
1: Anders looks at the guy and like Oh, you can't believe how happy I am You <laughs> You actually know what you're doing Oh, this is really exciting for me I'm gonna ask you because I think it's fair You're gonna let go of my arm, right? Like, that's what, what's gonna happen
0: um, He kind of responds by like Not so gracefully Or gently kind of like Pulling you right close to him and kite, so you can kind like he's staring through his eye holes directly at you, and he's like tightened his grip on your arm. And were this not Anders, like it would this would be something extremely uncomfortable, like uh for for someone like Caro, it'd be like, Ow, kinda of thing. Uh but yeah.
1: Anders tries to kind of grit his teeth through it, and he realizes then that this guy is is definitely not um not communicating. So <laughs> Oh, what does Anders say? Uh,
0: do? This is not a good dude. This is not a good dude.
1: <laughs> I wanna seek advantage. So I wanna Oh, okay. I wanna look. So I'm being held I'm being held Anders is being held by his arm and he's being held close. Is there anything is there anything that Anders can see? I guess it would be maybe perception, uh, Grace Roll, that the guy's not paying attention to because he is wearing a face mask. Like is there anything out of his like yeah. eye line that he's not really paying attention to? Uh
0: da, 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 da. Uh, like you're looking right at his face and you're looking at the mask which would likely provide the greatest advantage Um, yes let's go for a high level moderate DC of
1: (laughs) I rolled a 15
0: oh okay so like yeah no uh, it's, um, it's obvious that like despite the fact this guy knows what he's doing he's wearing a flipping mask <laughs> like that that cuts your vision down significantly uh and like you can pull it all these different ways and you can like completely obscure someone's vision because they chose to wear a flipping mask to do a fist fight like uh there's that so what else also like this guy what like does he have a death wish like oh my goodness he's pulled you right up close uh he's not maintaining any kind of distance at all he seems like completely overconfident
1: where's the so so where is the knife relative to us so so is he does he have me by my knife hand or does he have me by my off hand
0: he has you by the knife so, hand i think he's trying to kind of say things more through action than
1: yeah. Okay. So, so, but the knife is still between us, like literally. Oh yeah, literally yeah, yeah.
0: Like, us. yeah, he's not actually disarmed you yet.
1: Okay. Cool. What's the, what? How, how much advantage do I get from that one?
0: I mean, you rolled so well. <laughs> I mean, in, I'm inclined to say because you got a real good look, uh, and the situation became very clear to you very quickly. Plus two.
1: Okay. Cool. Um, Anders is going to. Since the guy does not appear to be communicating, Anders is going to loosen his grip very, very slightly on his knife, and then he is going to just, like, throw his entire weight into, like, jamming that knife into the, like, point, like, right under the guy's throat, like, the back of the knife, the, like, sort of heavy bit. Into the point, okay. point under the guy's threat. So,
0: so, so not the pointy, not the pointy end? Uh, like, I- I, I'm so-
1: guessing. I'm, this is just my guess, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. That he's holding him sort of by the wrist, so the blade is like up. Yes. <laughs> <Not in>. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
0: yeah, the hand, the, the whole like, the whole arm situation is pointing upwards, yeah. Yeah,
1: so I'm gonna I'm going to say that he's going to take the next best shot, like assuming that the guy can only see forward and sort of like jam the sort of back of his knife into the guy's, like right below the guy's throat. So cool. give me a DC.
0: Okay, this guy has like a pretty good grip on you. He does have military experience, but it was a while ago, and I'm thinking he's just kind of maintained muscle rather than technique. Uh, so I'm going to say again a nine um a nine what would this be? I mean you're trying to push I'm gonna say I'm gonna say strength. Okay. I'm gonna say strength. Yeah that's fair. Yes. Twelve. Whoo whoo okay so yes you uh the blunt end like goes right into the sort of uh <laughs> the throat region it, it, it he loo- he completely lets go of your arm because it it, it a, shocks him and also oh that's gonna hurt uh, and he kind of stumbles back. He's not completely like laid out but he is kind of like coughing profusely uh, and he does like tear away the mask like he just rips that from his face and you see that this is kind of like uh, not am uh, not a super old guy but like grizzled, middle-aged kind of thing uh his military years were definitely some ways behind him um but yeah he's just straight up tears off the mark so you can kind of properly see each other eye to eye now but he is like proper like choking he's not like he's not breaking eye contact from you he is keeping an eye on you he is now keeping his distance as well but he's like desperately choking like he's it's a hacking cough
1: anders does not hesitate anders sort of like drops his offhand to to his boot he pulls one of his throwing knives and Ooh. he throws <laughs> it straight at the guy's throat like Anders does not care right now
0: okay oh I built this guy up so much and now you're just gonna
1: I mean he still won't be dead uh, <laughs> he only took three damage there and he'll still have one health assuming that I hit this
0: <laughs> alright um uh, do I make you roll for it
1: <laughs> I mean you can um,
0: I can do Right, uh this guy is down, but he's not quite out, and he is desperately like trying to keep an eye on you. Like he's still on both of his feet. Um uh, but Anders is extremely good with his knives. I'm going to say low end of moderate, low end of moderate. because uh, this is kind of about timing reaction, uh accuracy, so I'm gonna say it's Grace, I'm gonna say seven for Grace, please.
1: Another twelve.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, like this guy does try to move, but he is—he's a little—he just—he misjudges it by like maybe, maybe a second or so, and yeah, he's—he's—he's he's, he's got a knife in his throat. It's not a good time. Yeah, he's kind of like down on his knees, and he's kind of like.
1: Ah! So as quick as he can, Anders sort of like, like tries to keep the guy from falling. He's sort of like comes up to his side and kind of like puts the guy down on a knee or something like that um yeah. and he kind of like has his mouth by his ear and it's like I'm, I'm sure you realize what's happening to you right now so we can get you some medical assistance but you're gonna need to do what I say so nod once if you agree
0: I'm tempted to make your own luck.
1: <laughs> yeah make it do whatever you need to <laughs>
0: Let me just figure out how this is gonna go. Oh, also tell me what these other two
1: friends are doing. <laughs> I'm so interested.
0: Uh, yeah, no, they've uh, like, they they are they are coming to their buddy's aid, <laughs> like. Uh, <laughs> so Anders,
1: so just just as a positioning guide, Anders has a knife in his hand and he has this guy like down on the ground. Unless he's tried to resist, in which case I think Anders is killing him. And the guy has a knife in his throat. So, so they should be at least aware of the fact that there's like one small move between this guy and him dying.
0: Mm. I mean, yeah, they're keeping their distance, but they're kind of like subtly trying to get him to position. Because, like, not this guy, not this guy. Um, Okay does this guy nod because he doesn't want to die or does this guy do something else uh, I'm just trying to figure out ranges of a d10 for various outcomes in my head yeah okay
1: you, you want me yeah, to roll a okay. d10
0: please roll a d10 just a flat d10 I get to do one of these now <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a 2 <laughs> yeah this guy goes like in the most like the me- he does the most metal thing and like, this is gnarly. He like, instead of just nodding and kind of going, yes, I'd like to see the end of today. He kind of rips the knife out of his body and he like tries to uh, cut Anders with his own oh, knife. Oh Jesus Christ. And like, he's, he's, he's bleeding profusely, but this guy does not care. He rolled really badly.
1: Uh, oh my <laughs> then, gosh, what do I roll? This guy. What's the what's the yeah. grace roll to not be stabbed by my own throat? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so this guy is like he, he, he is uh, vaulting over the threshold of death's door <laughs> by attacking you. Like this was not like if he cared about self-preservation, this was not this was not the way. Um so let's say again, cuz this guy is really something i'm going to say a, a seven
1: okay wow grace
0: roll, <laughs> no. please this guy is like berserker mode
1: <laughs> 14 i have a lot of grace <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah like and is just you know like I, i'm just imagining him kind of like totally anime style just kind of like you know like uh i don't know why i'm thinking of naruto but here we are
1: <laughs> I mean, I think Anders is honestly very surprised <laughs> because in the last week or so, people have not necessarily done things that would obviously lead to them dying. So, so Anders sort of like Ooh. he's able to spin out. He's like fast. He's like very fast. But at the same time, he's a little bit like, really? Did you? You know, you just killed yourself, right? And he sort of like flies backwards three steps.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, this guy, this guy doesn't doesn't care like he's bleeding profusely and he doesn't break eye contact the entire time And he doesn't say anything either he just looks like his eyes are kind of bearing into your soul and he's like you know he's like he's on the floor and he ain't getting up kind of thing because he is he is rapidly losing consciousness and blood he is super super dead he's still got fight in him uh and he's still got the knife in his hand um, oh
1: my god. So, <laughs> um, okay, what's.
0: Like, he is like descending into the floor, kind of thing, but like, he, he, on his face, like, he's not. Like, in his mind, in his delusional mind, he's not out of the fight yet.
1: So, Anderson's done six damage to this guy.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I was not keeping a good tally of damage. Yeah, so,
1: so each of those knife strikes are three damage. Um,
0: Thank you. So Anders has
1: done six damage to this guy. So Anders is going to do...
0: Dead. I mean, he's
1: one from dead. He's going to do an incapacitate strike, though. I'm not going to do an attack. I'm going to do an incapacitate cool. strike. So, okay. I mean, like, this guy might still die. This guy is bleeding from his throat, but... but
0: oh, yeah, yeah, you're not coming back from that.
1: <laughs> so Anders, like, walks over to this guy, and he just sort of, like, kicks him in the side of the head. That's, like, he's he's almost, like... He's not as flippant as he usually is. He's almost sort of like giving him like a little bit of a nod and a gun, like a little kind of like like good fight, and and kind of <laughs> kicks him in the side of the head. Um, at least he can die unconscious. This is his hope. What's my DC? Okay,
0: I'm gonna say this is more kind of strength because oh, uh, sure. this this guy is only alive by pure force of will. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, like he is also like super dead uh, so I'm gonna say uh, again I feel really bad doing this but I think it's more interesting this way can you give me a strength roll of seven please
1: sure <laughs> I rolled a four
0: Um. as his dying action this guy basically, uh, embeds your own knife, uh, Oh, no!
1: Okay! (laughs) Oh, God, Anders...
0: And then he is gone. Like, he has lost so much blood, he's unconscious, he will be dead very soon.
1: Anders, like, yelps. And, and, do I take the full three? Do I take two? Like, what do I take from that? Like, I'm... I'm...
0: I don't know what kind of shoes you're wearing.
1: (laughs) I don't know, like, I don't know, like... like, boots or something. That feels Anders to me.
0: Yeah, like, are we thinking kind of, like, steel capped boots are we thinking doc martin's yeah like...
1: i'm thinking closer to doc Martens. so he's not trying to well no he's yeah. anders yeah i mean like he's wearing something that that's probably tactical but he's not like wearing armor or anything like that
0: yeah okay so like the, the shoe does slow it down uh and it's not like it's more of a flesh wound than like structural damage to your foot uh i would say like and also i'm thinking of the angle I'm leaning towards two points of damage.
1: Okay, that's that's probably fair. So-, so Okay, Anders. I like, didn't
0: want to give you full three because it's your foot. Um, so.
1: <laughs> Anders like yelps, but like he he quickly like swallows the sound. He's like, I can't believe you, and he looks down at the guy, and I guess he's already dead.
0: <laughs> like this guy is bleeding out. Like if he's not dead already, he will be. Like I don't know, in the next couple of minutes. He's he's unconscious though he he's not there's no the the fight has ended with this guy, and he ended it by embedding your own knife in your foot.
1: Anders is mad that he that the guy got the last word, and Anders sort of like is on sort of his knee, sort of like gingerly trying to remove this knife in the best way that he can, and so he's not even paying attention to the other two guys around him right now. So,
0: yeah, they are uh, <laughs> they see this and uh, they charge.
1: Excellent. <laughs> in the same time step, what the camera sees that we don't, the two humanity's last stand guys who are walking towards the elevator stop in front of the elevator and they appear to be having a conversation, but not with each other. Oh
0: oh oh dear
1: and they if you could look under their masks you would see one of them smiling and after that they walk into the elevator and he and the guy who was smiling is gripping something in his right hand and the elevator
0: no not good closes behind them not good bad very bad not good oh dear. so
1: let's turn our attention back to (laughs) caro
0: great i'm so dead
1: So, I'm going to say that you find yourself in the research lab and Sylvester's like, Do you want to see what's happening downstairs?
0: You're going to show me whatever I say, right?
1: I mean, it's your choice. I mean, you're going to be here for a couple of minutes. So, I suspect that you would, I don't know, want some entertainment.
0: You have a very strange idea of entertainment. I t- do. <laughs> I love that he just says that <laughs> out. <loud. laughs> <laughs> I mean... Fair enough, you know, own it.
1: <laughs> it's, I mean, Sylvester. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: What? What else was I expecting, really? <laughs> yeah. No, Kara just kind of like, she's really, really done as well. Like, she just, she hasn't got a good comeback to that. She's a little speechless, which is ex- extremely rare.
1: So he points you. So you're in. in, in you're in one of the side rooms. There's no one else in, the, in here. It's usually pretty busy in this lab and all of the sort of, like, doors have been have been closed. When you came into the research area, you actually saw Freya um, standing in front of the door and with her were three other um, gentlemen clad in black carrying rifles. Oh. And under their robes, their robes were gold underneath these sort of, like, black kind of parkas things that they're wearing. And you are now in this room, and you and Sylvester points to a a chair that's and you haven't been in this room before, and it's pretty spar spare. It's like just there's a chair, there's there's a number of little robotic arms that are kind of all over the place. It looks more like a place you would repair something mechanical than than any kind of like place where humans should be.
0: Alarm bells! Wee wee wee! <laughs> and
1: he kind of points you to a chair.
0: Um, uh, Caro kind of stops and she goes, Give me a second. What exactly, concisely, will this procedure involve? I'd like my face to still be my face by the end of it, is what I'm saying.
1: Would you like to get out of here quickly? Or would you like to spend the next week and a half here? Um,
0: <laughs> well, if a job's worth doing, it's worth taking the time to do it? Better
1: question. Do you believe Luca would want you to spend the next week and a half here?
0: No. No. Crap. Okay, I don't have an actual option. Okay.
1: Wonderful. I'm glad we've gotten that sorted. So, I need you to take this and he hands you a sort of, like, large black box.
0: Oh, I don't like boxes.
1: (laughs) And then take a seat in that chair over there.
0: Sorry, what is this?
1: It's a machine. You see, isn't Could it you fun when people specific? answer your questions the way you <laughs> answer questions? Isn't it fun?
0: Oh wow, you're petty.
1: Extraordinarily. now take a seat
0: um, You know, I, I I feel fine. I can definitely find that card. Like this, like I wouldn't want to trouble you, uh, it's fine. Uh, I'm sorry to have made you come all this way. The door is locked.
1: Luca asked me to do this, and as you might expect,
0: God damn, I
1: do what Luca asks me to.
0: Huh, right. Um, like literally in my head, i like, panic, 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 don't make her a more beautiful person. Don't, don't do I mean, this. you still have
1: options. <laughs> like, uh, let me describe the room. Well, do you look around the room? Like, where are you at right now? Like
0: Yeah, like frantically, like, escape routes, escape routes.
1: <laughs> so the room has a biometric lock. Um, you still have your gold key card with you. There's There's three chairs, let's say that, and they all have these sort of like robotic arms next to them. And they have like what looks like a IV stand as well. But it could also not be. Like you're it's Give me give me a knowledge roll of twelve.
0: God. Um, okay, um, let's have a look. Uh that is an eight total.
1: Yeah, you don't really know what what this setup is. Like
0: Yeah, that's that's probably advises more caution than not.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, actually, you you're relatively familiar with medical setups, and this doesn't look like anything you've seen before there's also sort of a table with a bunch of kind of like both what look like surgical implements but also like what look like power tools but like very like micro-sized power tools like you you see like a like a high-powered like sort of like pen-sized laser um you see a variety of different things that that look like they're designed for sort of like again repairing things rather than sort of like healing bodies so
0: Okay, so I don't know if this is the right film I'm thinking of. I think I'm thinking of a scene from Logan's Run where like, or something like that. There's an old film a long, long time ago and this guy goes and has his face changed basically but there's like a switcheroo or something and like his enemy ends up like dead on the table and it's just got this like whole all these arms kind of like shooting lasers and things at him and constantly cutting him and it's horrible and it's stuck with me because i definitely saw that when i was (laughs) too young to see that and that is literally like that could actually happen right now that could actually happen to caro i want her out of this room asap like in the back of my brain i'm kind of like throw the box at sylvester and see if the key card will work on that lock is that lock a biometric lock? Oh, the key lock? card.
1: Uh, I mean, like, I, I don't, I don't need a roll for this. The key card would absolutely work on that lock. One hundred percent.
0: Oh gosh, she's not, she's not quick. She's not nippy. She's not graceful. Oh, this is an android. Oh, oh god, this is really, really bad. Oh, this is so bad. Um. I actually feared this more than I feared the whole situation with Helen Doyle, (laughs) because as far as I know, Helen Doyle, she's not been completely fully cybernized. I feel like, Oh, you you don't
1: even, uh, as far as you know, like, you have never seen Helen Doyle have any, like, you thought she was new for the longest time, because she has nothing that resembles cybernetic enhancements.
0: But like, I was able to kind of talk my way out of that. But with Sylvester, I, I, I don't know. I can't. I can't talk my way out of this one. I think I just need to run.
1: <laughs> oh, so you're gonna try to run? I mean, like, you can. You can attempt to talk to Sylvester. Like, you can do anything you want. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to like limit your possibilities. Like,
0: no, I know. Like, there
1: are multiple I'm, ways I'm out of this. I'm of the
0: opinion I've kind of run out of talking because, like, he doesn't. He's not one. He's done. He's I get the strong sense that Sylvester doesn't like Caro very much. I mean, I'm not going
1: <laughs> to speak to that. But
0: <laughs> no, that's fair. That's I that that already speaks volumes. <laughs> I mean, okay. Rather than do a risky grace roll, it probably makes more sense to talk this out just a little bit longer. Okay, saying like, "Oh, I'm sorry to have troubled you." A whole sort of like faux. Decorum thing she does that's not working on Sylvester. Sylvester's just turning it around on her and going like, "Gee, isn't it fun? Just, isn't it fun when like people give you a taste of your own medicine?" Um, and that's not working. What What's gonna work? That was literally my one trick. What's
1: gonna <laughs> work? Uh. A time step has passed while you were thinking, and Sylvester's like, "You know, we don't have all day
0: here." No, I know, and I just think, uh. Sorry, uh, actual, like, player brain has gone... Oh, you're good. ...completely blank. Uh, completely blank. Oh my gosh, there is a way out of this. There's always a solution, but my brain's gone. Yeah, no, Kara's gonna die in this room. Good luck.
1: (laughs) Every 45 seconds or (laughs) so, Say goodbye to
0: this character! I am going
1: to make a time step go by,
0: though. Oh, god. So, just so you know. Okay. Stop vacillating and do something. Alright, um... Just, just, human. Yeah, yeah,
1: no. 100%. Can we...
0: Can we put- can we put a- I think I want Kara to suggest putting a pin in it and kind of using what's happened to her as leverage to get, you know, get leads on where the hell the- She feels like her face right now would actually be more of an advantage and that she was totally willing to go through with this procedure when she's got the key card. Oh, I,
1: th- I think you're, like, like you are a talkie character, I need you to talk to me. Like, like that might work, but okay. I need you to, okay. to set it up for me.
0: Okay. Okay. Ooh. Right, I've completely forgotten how to act, <coughs> or anything, or modulate my voice appropriately, so bear with me one second while I let the panic subside. Um, Sylvester, Sylvester. I I don't doubt you're extremely good at what you do and that I'm in very good hands, but my face the way it is, I feel this could be an asset in my quest to get the key card that Luca has asked me for, and it also seems in the current state of affairs, your time is is extremely valuable and that your skill set would be more valuable and well used elsewhere. I feel I'm getting in the way of that right now. So why don't we do this procedure when things have calmed down and you have the time? I mean, Luca wants me out there looking for that keycard ASAP and I am fully willing to go out there looking like this and get the job done as quickly as possible. So you can go back to doing whatever it was you were doing. I'm not going to pry. Why don't we just, you know, go our separate ways and come back to this?
1: I don't care how you look, Kara. I care that you-
0: No, but other people will. Other people will, and that will affect how they respond to me. And I think I'm going to get more information that way, and I'm going to find the keycard quicker.
1: You do understand that you... In my very professional opinion, you look like if a feather were to fall on you in the wrong way, you would fall over dead. You you understand that, right?
0: I understand that. That is my whole argument. I look non-threatening right now. I look... Like you, you know, just you. You look at me wrong. I'm gonna collapse and die, right? Yes,
1: yes, you I do. I feel like
0: I can use that. It's a big gamble, but I feel like it's gonna be worth it if I just delay this by, you know, half an hour, an hour.
1: Give me a social roll of ten.
0: <laughs> okay, I've lasted to the roll at least. This is where I get a one, but I have, I have done, I have done well to get this far jesus christ okay dice guards i see i see you um so my social my social on its own is a five but um i got a two on the d10 so that's seven total
1: i really thought you were gonna pass that
0: i thought so too but here we are
1: (laughs) carol listen to me luca asked me to fix you I don't care if your face is broken three ways till Sunday, but I do care if you collapse out there before you're able to do whatever it is he wants you to do. So why don't you just sit in that chair and we can get this over with.
0: Okay, so talking did not work. Um... (laughs)
1: He doesn't look, uh, he doesn't sound aggressive. In fact, he's not even making a move. He seems to have just not believed that particular line of reasoning. Mechanically, I'm going to say that you could attempt some other line of reasoning, but you're going to have a disadvantage of one.
0: This guy is not completely frustrated by my very presence. Um, Sorry, my brain's gone blank again. I'm desperately trying to think of another line of reasoning, but I'm also kind of like, I do have a plan Z. So (laughs) My plan Z is throwing the box and just making a break for it. So
1: another time step has passed and you hear a noise. Like a loud noise. like, Like a noise that you somehow are able to hear from inside of the this room, which is inside of the research lab, which is behind a closed door. And it is definitely coming from close by.
0: Um, So Caro is like, at the back of her mind, she's kind of like, thank you! But uh, outwardly, she's like, kind of looks at Sylvester, there's a beat, and she kind of goes, well, I don't want to say it, but what was that?
1: I don't know what that was. Wait here a moment, please.
0: Uh, sure.
1: And Sylvester goes over to the table that has all of the the implements on it, and he takes a tablet from it. So, and he starts looking at the tablet, sort of like flipping through things.
0: I could make a stealthy. Br- no, oh my god, I gotta, th- I gotta think. I gotta think. What? I mean, oh my gosh, of course he'd go for the tag tablet. I can't. I don't think I can knowledge and social m- my way out of it exactly. But I am tempted to, like, very slowly get a bit more ground towards the door so that if I do need to throw stuff at Sylvester and just run, then I'm a little closer to the door.
1: Yeah, but... you could back away from it. So, it depends on how many steps you want to do with it. So, if you do it in one step, it's going to be very difficult. But if you do it in two or three steps, it'll be significantly easier.
0: Yeah, no, uh, like... Baby steps, kind of very slowly, carefully, trying not to make sound, shuffle gradually towards the door, trying not to draw too much attention because maybe she can still talk.
1: Let's say you're two meters away from the door, and I'm gonna say that you can make it like you're you're basically just gradually walking away. I'm not even gonna like because it's so slow. I'm not going to make you roll for it, but I am am going to make a time step pass each time you do it. And you have to do it three times to get to the door.
0: Cool. (laughs) Alright. I'm happy with that. So you are
1: slightly closer to the door right now.
0: Slightly closer is still closer. (laughs) And
1: Sylvester comes back towards you and it's like, they've made it inside the building. What?! How have they made it inside the building? How did they get past the doors? They're, they're in they're in the wreck area. They're in here.
0: They're, oh, God. Okay. Uh, oh, 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 God. Uh, that's, that's not good. That is really bad.
1: Yes, it is very For me
0: and you. <laughs> yes,
1: it is very bad. How did they get in here? Uh, Sylvester seems to be going over, over... Options and then suddenly his eyes flash and and there is pure anger there. Did you give them the. Did they. Did you give them your con?